tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Can, is he Akamai in the back? Akamai. <laughs> hey guys, uh, welcome After Buzzers. Welcome to Marco Polo episode 9. Uh, we're so excited to be here. Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, YouTube for slash After Buzz TV. You can uh, comment, you can tweet us using the hashtag ABTV Marco Polo. You can download it and listen to it on iTunes and on SoundCloud. We're just everywhere. And uh, yeah, make sure you guys subscribe and like us as well. We need ratings so we can continue doing this show. Yes. And we're just so excited <laughs> to be here. I'm your host, Kimberly Crossman. You can find me at Kim Crossman, and I am joined by these amazing, lovely people. Yes. Hi. I'm Michael Andrew. You can find <laughs> me on Twitter at Michael <laughs> underscore Drew. That's Michael E-A-L. 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 Hi, After Buzzers. Um, this is June Lee over here. She's you guys back. Can, yes, She's I'm back. back, and I missed you guys so much. Um, yay. You guys can find me at MS underscore June Lee. Mm-hmm. And we're uh, missing the amazing Katie Wilbur yes, today. She's are. doing a show for Second City because yes. she is hilarious. So awesome. if you're going to Second City, tell her hello. Yes, yeah, exactly. Seriously. Uh, yeah. But, um... Yeah, so we've got almost a full panel, and next week is the season finale, yes. so hopefully we'll I have know. all four of us here. We will. We will have four of we us will. here. Um, so episode nine, Prisoners, as a whole, what, what were your thoughts, Michael? I it was. It, I felt like it was a very, I guess, it was like a depressing episode. It, it was. was. Very depressing. It was a everyone, sad episode. Yeah, everyone was just like sulking, sulking the whole episode. It everyone was just crying. Felt, yeah, it was sad. like from the from the war. I guess because they lost the war, so right. everyone was just like, man, I, I lost. Mm-hmm. Like Kublai is like a puppy dog. Oh, he's like a puppy dog. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and yeah. he's like a puppy dog who did, didn't work for him. He's all sad and. and did you enjoy just, it though, or you just felt it was oh, really yeah. weighted? Yeah, it was. I liked it. It was. It wasn't as action packed compared to the last two episodes. Like but I gotta say though, were, like you know when Chancellor Chastity freaking cannon cannonballs yeah. the freaking Empress, that was insane. Mm-hmm. Like what? Yes, that threw me off. I, I mean, I thought it was a good episode. I agree. Yeah, I think it, it was weighted with emotion. Um, but I, yeah, I think it was a nice contrast from the last episode. But mm-hmm. every time that I'm watching now, I feel like my heart just gets ripped apart. But mm-hmm. oh god, uh, I know it's very Asian. Yeah, <laughs> it does, oh, it, yeah, it is. It's like that whole kind of like torturous thing. Like mm-hmm. whether it's like romance or even like 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 I feel like Asian things are very kind of like heavy. Okay, it's, melodramatic. Yeah. Okay. okay. Is it bad though to be melodramatic? I, I think it's just a style. Yeah, I, think, I like it though. I don't mind it either. I think that it's yeah. good. I, it's definitely one of those things. I felt the same way with like watching Sons of Anarchy. You know, like yeah. every episode, it just takes a toll on your life. But it's so good. It's so good. The opening for this episode, episode nine, Prisoners, was interesting. It was very short comparatively to all the other openings. So we see Kublai basically just yelling, just screaming, and ah! then it's the reveal that Marco's in prison mm-hmm. right before the credits. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys think of that? 
I mean, I, it pretty much just set the tone. Like, hey, guys, he's he's depressed and he's in prison. Mm-hmm. And that's the the next fifty minutes. Yeah, that's Get true. prepared for this, and that is very true. So, like, I felt like it set the tone, mm-hmm. but he was. I didn't think Kublai was going to be so depressed this whole episode. Like, I kind of I expected him to be. I was curious. I really wanted to see how he would react to Marco this whole episode. Yeah, but I didn't expect it to go this way. Well, I didn't expect him to be so, oh, God, everything's wrong. I lost. You know, everyone hates me. You know, yeah. You thought I was going to lose. Are you happy now? We definitely mm. saw him fall from grace from being this leader. You know, the episodes before where he's riding into battle and he's mm-hmm. this strong leader. And here where he's this kind of, like, brat, self-deprecating. Yeah. And they mm. showed a lot of shots of the palace being empty, you know, right after the short open. You know, just revealing how everyone is dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you, you, you said that to me earlier, too. Like, yeah. Everybody's Every, dead. Oh, everyone's dead. Uh, oh, my gosh. And then we see um, Marco's plead for mercy. So, June, what did you think of that scene? Basically, where he's sitting there chained up and you've mm-hmm. got, you know, our main character is all kind of there for his judgment. Yeah, you know what? I think I really commend Marco because I think he's true to who he is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he knows who he is. And I think we can all kind of learn from that. And it's like, you know, he's totally owning up to the fact that it didn't go the way he planned. But he's saying, look, like, it's not because I planned it or, you know, out of this, like, malicious intent, you Mm -hmm. know, it was a mistake. And I'm, like, terribly sorry. And, and, you know, but I really, truly, genuinely felt for him. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it was kind of unfortunate. I I, I thought it was the... uh I, I liked how how Jingham it just solidified. I he know. was just it, it was just the, the accusation that was going at Marco, and you just saw Marco as if he was like he, he was the in the look in his eyes when he was looking at everyone was just like you all know this is BS. Yeah, yeah. you all know right. this is BS, and they're just they right. just it's like they just need an excuse, and it's like I feel like no one there actually thought he did it. Right. They all knew. Jim was the only one. Jim even knew, but he was just like, I, I know, need a exactly, I need exactly. I, I, I hate yeah. you. I'm, I was trying to figure this out too, and it's like I kind of, I wonder why Jingham hates Marco so much. You know, I kind of feel like you always try to fight for Jingham. Yeah, I know. Like when you no, I don't like it. And it's not that I like him or not. I'm that just trying to, I'm trying to understand why Jingham hates Marco so much. Is it his hair and that girlish? Well, girl he's girl obviously girl. pretty verbal about it, and we'll get to it a little later as we go through the episode. But there was one line that Jingham's wife says that I thought was quite interesting. But we'll yeah. come to that. I, I guess oh. for this scene in particular, I thought mm-hmm. it was interesting I put like team Marco everyone seemed to be on team Marco and then there's only Jingham and Ahmed who are kind of the only two battling like you even see Chabi kind of looking like Ugh, and even the Khan feels like leave I did notice mm-hmm. in this episode the Khan he just yells he, noises he at just people. grunts he He's grunts like, at them. <laughs> Yeah. There's about three occasions I wrote down, like, what is he doing? Is he that over it that he can't even... When Biyama didn't want to speak, he was like, okay. That was a snarl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The necklace. Now we see Jingham, the only thing that he has really to pin him on is like, oh, kings will fall. And what was the line? Uh, All kings shall fall fall. before him. It's like a Bible quote, right? Yeah. He's like grasping for straws. He's like, oh, but what about this on your... uh, on your cross. Like, yeah, you got me. The <laughs> yeah. cross. He's like, it was a gift. It's from scripture. Yeah. Right. He's like, excuse me. And I, I loved how Biamba uh, told Jingham. Like, that was the first time I saw him, like, really tell Jingham, yeah. like, you know what, man? I just think you're a coward. 
That was a good line. How does your body stay straight without a spine? When, mm-hmm. I, when I first saw that, I was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, y'all gonna tell him. Tell him. Let, like let June's man know. I know June I, he's watching. not my man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, no, guy. no. He does have a surprisingly good body. I will put that, give him that. Everyone there is in shape. That's true. Fictionally. And by the way, it was just like not (laughs) like, you know, it's not like on my top list at all. I could care less. All right. right. Okay, So so then we see, um, now this is an interesting scene. We we see Jasadao basically get uh, the ashes of Jingfei. He touches it and puts it into his mouth. I swear, I was like, he's going to eat her. That was my thought. He did. He just kind of sniffed her. Mm-hmm. Ashes, that, which was I, that weird too. But went over my head, you know what I thought it yeah. was. What? I thought because later on he has the gunpowder. I thought it was gunpowder. For that he oh, I thought it was her ashes. No, that I thought sense. it was the ashes because yeah, it shows yeah. a shot of her. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Clearly. Okay, because then I, he, he kind of like goes around the room and doesn't know where to place yeah. it, which mm-hmm. is this weird vulnerability of him. Like he cares about something. He's like yeah. smelling it. He's like, and he mm-hmm. does. He did care about her. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really that was a that's a really sad moment. Yeah, he, he makes this interesting joke about killing the emperor. Like, yeah. can I embed it in his skull and put yeah. him in the river? Yeah. Like, what? When, he, when he said that, I was like, this guy is morbid. Like, yeah. So I can just murder this uh, five-year-old kid, right? All right. Right. Strange. That's kind of like Strange his whole attitude about it, though. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Because, you know, we've had a couple of episodes now where we've mm-hmm. built him up to just be this crazy villain who creeps us out. Do you have anything you want to add about him? Nope. He's a crazy <laughs> villain that creeps us out. Okay, That's exactly cool. what he is. We're all on well, the same I page. mean, like, I guess, like, when we get to predictions, you know, I guess we can kind of, like, I think it'll be interesting to kind of predict what's going to happen in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we see the blue princess. Now, I just noticed this. Most shots when she's introduced in an episode, she's always looking in a mirror. Mm. Is there... Do you think that that's just a character choice that she's... Is there, is it kind of trying to stage her up as someone who's super vain? Or what do you guys <laughs> think that's vain. about? I think she's vain. I also she thinks, think that she's, you know, kind of leading a double life. I think it's a metaphor for her living a du- sure. double life and always putting on a front, mm-hmm. you know? So I think some of her vanity is just her having to... You know, always be conscious of the fact that she's pretending to be somebody she's not. Mm-hmm. Well, I like I that. Yeah, I, I don't think she's vain. No, <laughs> of no. course you don't. I she's don't not. think my girl's vain. <laughs> no, I wait, think like she's pondering things and she looks in the mirror to see into her own soul because mm. that's what strong people do, sure. and that's who she is to me. Okay. She's strong with her smooth skin. She, she, she has a, she has a beauty mark eye. on her lips. She does. Mm. I didn't look at her lips that closely. Blue princess. I will have to. Um, That's the only thing I look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Uh, We see we see um, Queen Chabi come in and give her some silks, and we see this kind of friendship bloom. I guess Mm -hmm. it's it's cool. Uh, Now Chabi is an interesting character in this Mm -hmm. episode because she really is just like penduluming. She's going from sorry, I have something in my eye. Um, She goes from having these really nice delicate moments throughout Mm -hmm. this episode Mm -hmm. where you. You kind of see a lightness in her, and uh, you know when she talks later about being um, like from a pack of wolves or something, mm-hmm. or something like that. And mm-hmm. and then other moments, she's just vicious and crazy. Yeah. So it's weird. We she's see the female Kublai. That's why she's queen. That's why Kublai chose her. We see the switch in this scene mm-hmm. where like she's being light and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as the blue princess mentions that she Marco, ha- Marco which obviously reveals that she has feelings for mm-hmm. him, she just. Ice queens yeah. and then locks her up. Mm-hmm. I think she already had notions of Marco because she saw them speaking. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's interesting. Right. Every time they talk about the Latin to Chabi, I'm always interested because Chabi is the only character 
who's never really had interactions with Marco. That's like if you, true. If you think about it, I, oh. I, don't, I don't recall them ever having an interaction. That mm. is so interesting. So I have no idea how she views yeah. it. You mean like one-on-one? Yeah, she's yeah, never said no anything scenes. about him. Yeah, they've never had any interaction, anything. That would be so interesting to see. Yeah. I wonder what her stance on him is. Exactly. So, well, clearly, I'm oh. guessing she sides with her son. Wait, what about what about when like Kublai was, um, you know, when the assassins came and Marco protected Kublai? No, that was Jingim. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm just trying to think of yeah. a scene. That's so, an interesting point. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no, so but yeah, you're right. Marks. I don't know. I mean, I obviously she has intention for Jingim to be with Blue Princess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but yeah, you're is right. Is that because that is that because is it because to keep the blue prisons away from Marco? Yeah, I would think so. I think so. I think that she's keeping her prisoner. I mean, there are a lot of different ways. I mean, the episode is called Prisoner 2, yeah. so there's a lot of people who are prisoners of their own. Yeah. I think she wants her to be with Jingham because she thinks he's a good match. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she likes his wives. No, mm-hmm. because not, they're barren, aren't Yeah, they? so she, she's big on that. Mm. And she and she likes the blue princess, and then she sees Marco, so that's she's like, no, that can't happen. Right. But I think she, but she seems to be very empathetic. Mm. She doesn't seem to be very. Her and Kublai both seem to be logical. She actually seems mm. to be more logical than Kublai, to be honest with you. Mm. That's right. She seems to be. <laughs> she does. She seems to be far more logical. And you know, it's not always the case with women, huh, fellas? No, I'm playing. But, but hey, Kublai, hey, hey, yeah. look around, yeah. Michael E A L. But like, but Kublai, she's far more logical than Kublai. So I would, I just feel like she's empathetic and she understands more and she's mm-hmm. I don't think she would make a rash she would just be so anti Marco yeah she mm-hmm. seems pretty calculated yeah. too like she's yeah. one step ahead well, like Jalcedo I think maybe mm-hmm. you know it maybe if you know I think she wants Jingim to be the kind of con that she wants him to be and maybe she thinks like if I take the blue, the blue princess away from Marco and give it to Jingim maybe it will help him with maybe his can confidence okay. a little bit maybe that's what it is I don't know maybe he can Beyonce her maybe she can she, Beyonce his Jay-Z there you right? go Build him up. We a, build them up to be the Beyonce and Jay Z. <laughs> no, I get it. I get um, it. So we see. We then move on. We see Jingham and Marco. Now this is a really. Uh, I'm a bit lost with this scene. Basically, Jingham comes in to Marco, who's in prison, sits down, tells him a story about a hunting experience of becoming a man. Says, you know, the most important thing for for anyone to learn is patience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't. I didn't quite understand the metaphor for this, and mm-hmm. it's such a long scene. And I, you know, Marco even halfway through was like, "Hey, bro, like, like I don't want to spend my last hours listening to you." I was like I'm about to die. Guys. <laughs> yeah, come on. Can you just like spare me yeah. your stupid whining? Kind like, of my last you what know, do you, so hours. What do you think that story is? He basically says, you know, that to become a man, you're sent out on a hunt. He saw a swan. He saw other kill come around, but he wanted this prize piece. Um, what what was that story? I don't understand what he was gifting Marco. My only theory I, was yeah. oh, so you go with your okay. theory first. Well, I had um, I had two theories. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. My first one was I was thinking, but by the time that I first saw when I first saw the episode yesterday, I thought maybe when he was saying he's had the whole point was being patient. So I thought okay, maybe he's he's using Marco as kind of like a bait and switch because to get the real traitor. That's what I thought. I mm-hmm. thought it was just a setup. 
So he's like, I see, I'm, I'm being patient. I got, I'm capturing you just so we can find the real killer. And I, and I was like, that would be something you wouldn't expect from Jingham. So that's why I thought it was mm. that it was mm. going in that direction. Okay. But then when he finished talking, I think you're giving him too much credit. Yeah. yeah. Then I saw it again <laughs> today. <laughs> I was yeah, just yeah. like, no, he's just rubbing it. In he's his face. just rubbing it in his face. He's just rubbing that's it in his face. So what Jingham? I now tell you my theory. Yeah. Oh, my turn. Yeah. <laughs> go. No. Um. It's. I think Jingham was telling him, I knew you were rotten from the very beginning. I knew I was right not to like you. You're bad. And I knew that you were going to mess up. And I knew mm. I was going to have this moment where I can, you know, really kind of bass in my rightness Got about it. you. Yeah, that's what I That's too. what I think it was. And I think Marco is just like, dude, you're so stupid and you're so wrong. Like, And even in that moment, it still showed... Mm-hmm why Marco was better because Marco like he came to gloat he at Marco and Marco was just noble just sitting there just like yeah, yeah. well you got me what do you want me to tell you good yeah. for you and, mean, like, and then and then Jingham you know tries to give him the cross back and it's like I think you're going to need that more than that Marco came so. out real good they, mm-hmm. they had that conversation too and this is something that Hundred Eyes and uh, Marco were talking about with the arrow and aiming like if you're what is it if you have to aim at the true target, and mm-hmm. if you're off, you miss. And they made mm-hmm. another reference to that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was Marco or Jingham who made the reference about shooting the target. Do you guys remember that? It was right, right at the tail of the scene. He hmm. said something about the true target. Maybe not. Hmm. I think it. I don't pop- know. Maybe it was Marco. Yeah, I, know. I can't recall. Basically, yeah. I just, I guess, I read it as like, oh, okay, he's missed the mark. He's trying to tell like Jingham, like right. you're, you may think, think you've got a yeah, target, but I think it's you're way Marco. Off. Yeah, yeah. It was a, yeah, it was an interesting, interesting scene with the patients. I think that, yeah, you're right, June. I think that's was probably, that your theory too. Um, I actually, what was my theory on it? I, I, I think. For me, seeing that I was trying to, like, stab, I didn't understand why he would be telling this reference. With its regard to patience, I thought it may have been more, yeah, that Jingham's being patient about what he's doing with things, not necessarily Marco-related, just that Jingham's waiting to rise into this con's position. Mm-hmm. And I right. guess I guess I, I saw it, maybe he was there saving face, being like, I know that bad stuff's happened and I have made wrong choices, but it's all was part of my plan kind of thing so oh but I like your idea way better yeah, so yeah. <laughs> we'll go with June's idea <laughs> Jing, Jing, I was plucking I was trying to pull something from it because I couldn't mm. quite understand that um, we th- sometimes you find yourself overthinking it like, that's, I was yeah, overthinking yeah. I was like maybe is this a plot like oh my goodness I know that would have been oh. I totally know what I, 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 there was a moment where I felt that too I yeah, was yeah. like is this a setup? But then it's like because he gave me it's that just, jerk. Like, are you really gloating? He's and he really came that in, douchey. He's like, Prince, Prince Jingle. He's when he just, oh yeah, like, oh, I know. Prince, oh, like, oh, Jingham. okay. Oh Jingham. Um, we then see uh, ugh, this horrible scene with Jocelyn and the Empress uh, <laughs> with the making fireworks. It was she's, almost comical. She's so kickass. I love how I like she she's telling <laughs> him off. Yeah, yeah no, she's comical. It was almost comical. It was almost just like, <laughs> oh was a, like it seemed like a, a joke, like like a like like a like a comic, like boom, boom haha, like a big explosion. Like, yeah, what the heck. Well, she and he's not even looking at her, which I thought I was. Know, char- which I didn't know what so he was. So disrespectful. Yeah, so disrespectful. <laughs> disrespectful. Like, but I, it was so disrespectful. <laughs> like, so it was disrespectful, a funny scene. and like it just kind of goes to show. I know it was kind of crazy, though. I mean, like it just kind of goes to show like how far things had just unraveled. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the and the kind of um, 
what he's capable of. And also, like, his yeah, kind of remorse. power, you know, to pull off something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that That's what I noticed, too. I was like, well, how, he just did it. Yeah. And, like, and the other guys in the room was like, eh. Right, because he holds all the power. Mm-hmm. Right. She's a... I like her a lot, and it's Me such too. a shame. Like, I love that she's been hard on him, you know, from the beginning. And she's like, if you're going to ask for my approval, you're not going to get it. He's like, yep, figured that much, bang. Bang, yeah. With the first gun ever Not even ever like exposed. bang, it's like boom. <laughs> yeah, without any compassion. Like, that's sociopath. Isn't it? Yeah, he, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, is that not established by yeah. now? He is absolutely 100% sociopath. But he has those slight moments where I think, I think you want him to have a breakdown and like have some redeeming qualities, but he's just not doing any if he favors. Didn't last I know. Week, he's, there's no breakdown. Yeah, I know. He's cracking, keep getting. he's cracking little girls' feet, shooting old women, uh, having women commit suicide in front of him. He's like, all right. This guy. He's yeah, the worst. He's the literal worst. Well, we do get some redeeming quality because after that it moves on and we get to see 100 Eyes in a crazy montage of doing oh, crazy hand that stuff. That was so That was so crazy. I didn't expect that. That was, a, that was the Did best montage. Did I call crazy eyes? Yeah. 100 Eyes. Did said I say no, crazy eyes? I, I read crazy eyes. <laughs> crazy 100 eyes. 100 Eyes is a crazy montage. <laughs> Not crazy eyes like from... You know, Orange is the New Black. Another yes. Netflix show. No. Yay! Um, I, I just love seeing him. And I think we all do. We have so much love for He's him. He's so great. Yeah, him and, him and Bianca are, are my two favorite characters. Absolutely, yeah. I don't know. Those. I really love Yusuf. I mean, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but, like, Sacrifice... Is like a hot button for me. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is, but like it's like it's like the one thing that just like always triggers me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I just like so not the good body. So Jingham C. Jingham has the good body, but it's a sacrifice. I right. said Jingham had a good body. See, you don't need uh, to always well, put that on. <laughs> See, it's it's not me. <laughs> so all right. So see Jingham, you yeah. just commit that sacrifice. <laughs> um, in there. I think it was it was interesting. Off the back of this, the people that went to the con to try and help Marco. We see Yosef do it, and we see um, Hundred Eyes do it. Uh, it was, yeah, it was interesting to me. I thought that we would maybe see a couple more people, like maybe Biamba go, or I don't know. I feel like I feel like Biamba knew that he. It's like he. I, I think he knows his place with the con. Yeah, and um, you know. I think he he probably knew it wouldn't wor- it wouldn't have really done anything, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, like I think it was very touching what Hundred Eyes and I think Bianca was just depressed. He just it just seemed to really be bothering him. Just like because he actually we he, hardly he, see him in this episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he he actually tried to give him advice to listen, leave. Yeah, because yeah. this isn't going to end well for you. People are out to get you, mm-hmm. and then you know he's about to to die. Now that's weighing on him. Like he's just sulking. Everyone's sulking. Everyone Everyone is sulking. sulking. Well, we see the con, and I I feel like he really loses it in this one with with his scene with Hundred Eyes. Like, I feel he's literally losing it. Because is he drinking? What is he drinking out of that cellist thing? It's like a, it must be like a soup or something. Okay, so it would be. A Mongolian vodka. Or maybe, would it be alcohol? It may have been alcohol. Maybe it was like alcohol made from like rice. Like, you know, but. Just like even like. In his body language, you know, he in a couple of these scenes, he's kind of like laying down, mm-hmm. and she has to like leave. Uh, more so grunts. when Yosef and Marco come back in, and he's drinking this thing and yelling. It's like, oh, it looks like a modern day breakdown. <laughs> right, right, right. I think he was having a breakdown, and like you know, he rightfully lost. so. Right, this is, this is an epic loss. He needs yeah. someone. He needs someone to blame. 
He like yeah. he needs someone to blame, and he's right. putting it on Mark. When I don't think he's happy that he's doing it. I think no, that's why he's he so doesn't depressed, want to. But he has to, and everyone keeps and he's and he notices that his most trusted advisors, because those are his two most trusted advisor mm. advisors, Yusuf yeah. and Hundred Eyes. Those are his two most trusted advisors. And Other both than Chabi, yeah, yeah, and both of them are saying, "Listen, mm-hmm. this you know he didn't do it," mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Get away, don't," because and they're both sacrificing themselves. Mm-hmm. Like Hundred Eyes was like, "You have to kill me too," then, and he's yeah. just like, "Get out, get out," because I'm not going to kill you. Don't mm-hmm. try and convince me. Get out. Mm-hmm. As a side note, that I saw the guards come in a couple of times in this episode with that full face armor. As an actor, that must be like the hardest thing to wear. Yeah, <laughs> I saw they were really present taking people away from the con in this episode. There was like six scenes where they come in and they're Best so. Best background job ever. I know. That must be. Oh, gosh. They definitely got their side card off that note. Um, so, June, tell me what you think of the scene with uh, Chabi and Ling Ling. So, basically, Chabi comes out and sees Ling Ling sitting there listening to someone play, mm-hmm. I guess, a kind of violin type mm-hmm, string instrument. Mm-hmm. And you, she has a bit of a heart to heart. What did you think of the scene? No, I think that heart to heart was genuine. Mm-hmm. And I think Chabi was, you know, trying to genuinely, like, have this conversation with Ling Ling. And, you know, and then, of course, she finds out that Ling Ling is not just, you know, another girl from, you know, mm-hmm. southern China, but, you know... Royalty. Royalty. And, um, you know, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. To me, it didn't feel... It didn't feel malicious, mm-hmm. you know, at all. Yeah, Chabi. Yeah, yeah. Chabi. Didn't feel ma- it didn't feel malicious um, when she approaches Ahmed about it. She's just kind of, I think she's almost kind of like, you know, what can we do? And Ahmed's like, oh, this is what we can do. Mm-hmm. She's a general, that woman. She's mm-hmm. like a general. I, she's, oh, she's so She's strategic. very beautiful. That was something I wrote down in that mm-hmm. scene when Chabi? she's sitting there. Because there was a lightness to her. And she's like, sit, my child. You know, I appreciate it. And you're great. Chabi, and Chabi's looking good, too. Yeah, she was really... I really liked the scene. But, yeah, I felt like you could see her change when she's like, oh, and she learns that she's royalty and then has that interesting mm, scene. I like that part, too. Mm-hmm. I like that. Different shades to my lady. Yeah. A little nice and a little angry. I'm coming off like a complete pigless one. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, so, yeah. Grunt. Three princess. Mm. Throw a little grunt in uh, there. Uh, <laughs> we see, yeah, do a con grunt. Uh, do, do a snarl. <laughs> um, we then see... A hundred eyes and Marco. So Marco is obviously meditating, and then he finds um, hundred eyes, hundred eyes in his thoughts. They're, they're they're conversing. That was cool. The little mind that melt. Yeah, cool. that was cool. Like that, like mind connection. Mm-hmm. A little prison mind melt. Yeah. Like, yeah oh, that's crazy. What am I saying? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. We're okay. gonna hang out and get okay. coffee later. Oh, that's yeah. what that was. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I I liked. There's a little bit of comedy in this scene, you know, he's like, I call you a friend, he's like, thousand times, mate, not your friend, what if I die? Then, yes, I would have lost a friend. Uh, but I, I like nice. I liked this scene. What was interesting to me was the information that he got from it. I thought, was actually, you, what did you guys think? So he sees him and then he has all these thoughts and ideas. My initial reaction was, oh, um, Hundred Eyes is telling him to expose the traitor. Like, I thought that I thought was that too. what yeah, it was. I thought that too. But Marco doesn't know who the traitor is. No, but I thought that that was the seed that's planted. Because yeah. he says you have to oh. give him something more valuable than his life. So I was like, oh, Marco's going to go. And that was my prediction last week watching it. I said, I think that the con's going to push Marco away. And then Marco's going to have to find information to trade to get himself back in. Oh, that's good. Because I'm awesome. And yeah. I good that's job. what it would be. Good job. But yeah, but it, it wasn't that. It turns out to be, yeah, using... So you were wrong. I was 
drunk. Well, I was half right. Look at that. Look at that. You were wrong. I was like, oh, I'm right. So he sees him. He says, a gift more valuable than his life. So he goes, oh, I've got information of how to win a war. What did you guys think of that whole kind of setup? And I thought the setup where did you was think cool. it was going to go? I thought the setup was cool. I thought it was going to go in your direct, the direction you just said. Mm-hmm. And when it when it turned out to just be like a catapult, I was like, oh, like all right, you know, it was kind of like, oh, all right, yet okay, again, I guess. This, this 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 show kind of does it a lot. It kind of builds stuff up, and then they just they reveal just like, oh, <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah, I'm the blue princess. I'm not the blue princess. Oh, okay, I'm glad okay. we spent six episodes being like, we can't tell you about it. Yeah. Know, well, I I thought um, Marco's drawing's getting better. I, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say the same thing. What? Well, you know how I mock every time Marco does a drawing, and everyone's <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he puts, like, a stick figure, but, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I but maybe he's better with different tools. Uh, with using chalk. the chalk. Under, on under the certain circumstances where it's, like, life or death. Yeah, he his can art, draw like- it's like his art degree just it jumps. It steps it up and on. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what can happen. It is. Um, but yeah, I really like that scene. Did you guys have anything that you wanted to add about like who you think the traitor was or who do you think it was going to before we get to the climax of the scene? Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie because I said this a few episodes back. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and I've always been saying that I've, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I've always been saying that it's kind of uh, Biamba. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when this was happening, I was just like, oh, are they going to reveal Biamba? Are they going to reveal Biamba? But I'm glad it wasn't. Mm. Yeah. He's my favorite character. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, especially after that whole, like, no, we weren't together. Mm-hmm. He was busy bartering for my life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, him, yeah. yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's going to be Biamba. Well, but Biamba finds out that he, that uh, Marco, Marco. <laughs> Marco got his lady before he did. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Marco got true. everyone's lady before they did. He got both the Jingham. He's he got, Italian. He got uh, that's true. <laughs> he got the blue princess. That's so true. He got the warrior I'd make princess. Out with Marco. <laughs> you know, like make out with Marco too. Yeah, why <laughs> not? Marco's a handsome guy. He is handsome, and I think, and I can't believe he actually like you said that he doesn't even speak English or. No, I think before the actor before he took this role, yeah. I read somewhere that he didn't that he had to just learn English. His English wasn't that good, so he oh my just gosh. He got, when once he got this, he just. Went so much time. That's crazy. Yeah, his acting's great. Like, I feel like this episode we see him be a lot stiller. You know, there's a lot of moments where he's still. I think it's powerful when someone's crying, but yeah. they're just staring at the mm-hmm. camera. I'm like trying to do it with this camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's powerful. This I whole, agree. This whole show, the what we said, you said this last week. The face acting is on point. These, mm-hmm. these guys get some face. Mm-hmm. Right, that's some, that's that's, that's, that's a, a that's thing. A term, right? That's a they thing. Yeah, face. absolutely. Lots of FaceTime, like Chancellor, absolutely. Chancellor, I, and Maylin. Maylin gave a good little face right, movement. Right, 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 right. Well, let's talk about you know Maylin. And, mm-hmm. you know, are, are you going to go to that next? Yeah, we'll go to that. She's she's coming up in a second. But okay. first of all, we see Jalsadao and the Emperor. Uh, he gives him the praying mantis as a gift. This guy, creeper, turning him. He's trying to build him, build him into his own little puppet. Well, yeah, and he's really patronizing, and he's almost more animated than we've seen him before, and that made him even creepier. Yeah. I wrote and his voice is so creepy. That was my yeah. Word. Yeah, okay. I think he. I think he's now that he's lost. You know, the one thing, the one kind of humanizing rock. You know, mm. he really is just like only has like one goal, and he's just you know super focused on that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when he was talking about the the the. The mantis. Mm-hmm. He pretty much told why, how his mentality is. Yeah. Kill the weak, mm-hmm. fight. You know, he would kill, kill his, your brothers, kill and, your sisters. brothers and sisters. No, it doesn't matter. Whoever's there, 
as long as you get power in the end. That's mm. so dis- ugh, creepy. Uh, we then see the blue princess in the bath try and kill herself. I said, do all women in this show kill themselves this way? Like, every woman grabs some kind of phallic object. What was that? I mean, like, does, she, does she do it and, like, she's okay afterwards? Like, there, sh- there should have been, like, blood coming no, she out. Stopped, I, don't, she I think she stops, yeah. yeah. Because she, she punked out. She's like, whoa, I'm okay, not, she a, I'm not out. about this life. She punked mm. out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was the, just interesting because, yeah, all the women seem to kill themselves that way. Yeah. So. It was, it was, it, it felt like, it was, it felt like a Freddy Krueger movie. Like when he's, when she's there, I might, I might be aging myself here, but you know, Freddy Krueger. Uh, I don't watch ever, scary movies. So no one here's ever seen a Freddy Krueger movie? I, 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 I just, I, I can't watch, I can probably understand the reference, but I haven't. Street, really? no, I can't you. watch scary right. movies. We can watch Marco Polo. Yeah. Right yeah. Right, so it's like when she's in the, in the water, it's like, dun, 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 dun. Like it just seems very. That's Jaws. Okay. But I'm just trying to set the mood. I'm trying to set the mood. Okay. 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 I don't remember. We're giving you a hard time. Yeah. I don't remember the Freddy Krueger thing, but pretty much it's like a scary moment and then. <laughs> she pulls out the knife, yeah. and Freddie you know, would usually come out with the claw, so it felt like that. Oh, like, okay. oh a knife! Right. What's going to happen? And then she, right. it's like very, it was very suspenseful. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. It was very suspenseful. Mm-hmm. I used Freddie Krueger because it's water. Interesting <laughs> to see what happens now that Marco isn't dead. What kind of happens with that relationship? Because obviously that's going to have to come to a head. I know we have to wrap up soon, so we'll keep moving through. Um, this <laughs> I wrote: Jam can't get hard, and that made me. Oh laugh. yeah. <laughs> I, what I, I said: I love, I love it when he's inadequate. I love his inadequacies. Yeah, because that's right, June. I agree. I'm not not here for Jingham. No, I'm not here for Jingham either. She had a couple interesting lines. Did I let a curse into my bed? And then she says, with regards to the Latin, every breath he takes is a burden on your soul. So obviously, in their relationship, they have a dialogue about how Jingham feels about Marco, which I thought was interesting. Because we don't really see him and her together a lot, and maybe it's setting the tone for Blue Princess to come in and there actually be a battle. Maybe Jingham does love her. I don't know. What are your your thoughts on his oh. relationship with her? Oh, Jingham loving the Blue Princess? No, the wife, his his wife. That's oh, his wife. Oh, he absolutely loves his wife. Doesn't yeah, he have a couple. One hundred percent. He absolutely loves his wife. Doesn't he have a couple of wives? Right. Well, yeah, but she's his favorite. Yeah, so what I guess I hadn't seen them together. The only scene I'd seen them together and from memory is when he's talking to Blue Princess and she comes out like yeah. eyes darting and he really has a shitty. sex scene, a sex scene like the first episode. Mm-hmm. Was that her? Mm-hmm. That's her. So Does he, your Chinese wife do it like I do or something like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, hey. 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 <laughs> yeah. Hey um, and then we see, yeah, well, we don't need to talk about Jingham and his... I think it's interesting. Yeah. I okay, what do, you, what do you think about it? Well, because I think he... Uh, it's really funny and, you know, there's like there's <laughs> there's this... You know, I think there's like this tr- universal truth, you know? Like, you know when you're, you've made the right choice or you've made the wrong choice and you know... So I think like a lot of times we kind of struggle to kind of learn how to listen to that small voice in our in mm-hmm. our hearts or in our minds or in our tummies wherever mm-hmm. you hear it and feel it. And I think that's you know so he's like you know am I I don't know to me it was kind of like am I really like am I just I think he was like am you I know? just really that shitty? Mm. Like I'm really if I'm really that shitty that's that's pretty sh- sad. You know yeah. what I just figured out what I just Maybe it's not his wives who can't who can't bear him children. Maybe he's just impotent because he's a because oh, he's a sucker. So. Maybe he ain't man enough. Maybe How about that? I mean, don't know. What if it's that? Maybe he's just impotent. No matter who, no matter what woman they bring, mm. it's him. That's very Maybe interesting. That's why he's that's more, true. That could be why he's insecure too. Mm. He can't bear. He can't yeah. bear sons. Right. 
Mm, we'll flag right. that one. Mm, yeah. uh, we then see Maylin uh, see her daughter. Ow. I just yeah. wrote ow for this. Well, at least so she knows sad. she's okay. At least she knows she's okay. Yeah, but I can't imagine being in that position where it, she's right there and she can't, like, yeah. that inner struggle of not being able to yell out. or I know. I'm, like, I, so I would sad. think that she would rather have her be there. And she can't touch her. I agree. Than, of than course. And that's yeah. probably why she doesn't say anything. Yeah. But right. I just felt like Chubby rubs it in like, and goes like, uh, <laughs> yeah, take one last look at her because you'll never see her well, again. I thought it was interesting the way that Chubby, Chubby said Chubby. <laughs> Not Chubby. <laughs> I, the way that Chubby said this because like, uh, to me, it felt like she didn't want to say it, but she felt like she had to say it to be the strong queen. You know gotcha. what I mean? Like, she, she doesn't want, she doesn't want to use someone's child like that, but she knew she had to do it because she knows that Maylin is a liability. Mm. And, you know, I thought that was, mm, I saw that. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna just quickly move on to, to the kind of end, I guess the end of the episode, mm-hmm. we start to see uh, Yusuf come in, and uh, I wrote that the music was really cool in this sequence. So Yusuf and Marco meet up. Uh, he comes down in his last hours. Um, they have a really interesting scene. Marco reveals the um, catapult idea. They go and visit the con, and then we see Yusuf do a lot of really interesting things. Um, Right before, obviously, he sacrifices himself. And there were a couple of flags I put up that I didn't understand. I didn't Mm -hmm. understand what he was handing someone. I didn't understand whose journal that was. I wasn't sure if it was definitely Marco's or his. And I have a big question mark whether he's just saying he's the traitor or he actually was. So... Okay. The there was a lot there, and I know we have to wrap up soon, but this is important. I think... So I think, in a way, I think it's kind of... All of the above, it was. I think it was Marco's diary, and he needed to know. Diary, that sounds weird. Yeah. Journal, oh, and the, the letters journal. were him sending out his his confession. Yeah, so, his confessions. Okay. So because yeah. so, he knew that the Kublai wasn't going to, was, Kublai right. was going to do to him what he did to Hundred Eyes. Right. Was yeah. Going to kick him out. Yeah. So he had to clear. He had to make sure right. that even if you kick me out, everyone knows I'm the traitor. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Exactly. And I I also feel like you know part of, like Yusuf. I don't think Yusuf was kind of you know exaggerating when he said like now I'm truly free because he doesn't he doesn't agree with Kublai's vision, mm-hmm. and Marco does. And so I think Yusuf kind of understands. Like I don't know if you guys have ever um, read, like you know, like you know, the secret mm-hmm. or yeah. like you know, Manifestation. like manifestations. Yeah. Exactly. Like you know, um, is it Gary Zukov who talks about like the? I can't. I can't think of the. I can't. I can't think of the exact thing right now. Um, but you know, just like if your intention isn't there, you can like subconsciously or unknowingly block something. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying, like, obviously, energetically, uh, this is what I was getting at. Mm. Energetically, I am not contributing to what you need. Mm-hmm. Marco is on every single level, mm-hmm. like psychologically, you know, like emotionally, spiritually, energetically. Like he is on your side and he is fighting for you. You need people like that in. I'm I'm not one of those people anymore. Mm. So I think that's why he made that switch, which was like to me like the ultimate sacrifice and was so mm. beautiful mm-hmm. and mm. just so incredibly noble. I agree. And just to kind of piggyback off that with my question, mm-hmm. do we think he's the so we know we don't think he's the killer then, right? We don't no. think he's a, we don't we don't think he's the traitor then, right? No, but he did he's say definitely he, he definitely said he goes, Yeah, I 
brought in the assassins. Da 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 da. No, yeah. he, but he didn't. And like, I don't think not, he did either. No, but then why the would he? Yeah. He's saying that because like he knows he wants he, escape. That he's saying that because like he knows that's the only way to get Kublai to let Marco come in. Okay. Like he he understands like there's no way that everybody gets free. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Somebody's going to have to take the fall for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And in a way, and in a way, he was serving Kublai by putting the better man by getting the in better the position, man free. Right. Exactly, Marco is, is, can help him better. Than exactly, he can, he believes exactly. In him. Which is so sad. I know beautiful. there was a moment I liked when he was washing his hands, and I like the Shakespearean references that kind of come through this. I know mm-hmm. that's a very like out out dim spot, like washing your hands of something and being done with mm-hmm. it. And yeah, I. I thought that this was... I did also write that there was a great sunrise. There was this great right. shot that almost, like, brought hope. And I know, it, like, yeah. you know, straight after that, we see the horrific uh, stampede, yeah. which reminds me of The Lion King, yeah. which makes me sad. Um, <laughs> Mufasa. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was an interesting end to the episode, too, and to just see Marco there ready to write, um, I don't know, quickly predictions for the final uh, episode. Well, I... I don't prediction think I don't time. think this is going to help. Ooh. I don't think it's going Your to help. After Buzz <laughs> TV prediction. We need a music bed. I don't <laughs> think it's going to help his relationship with Kublai because once Kublai realizes that Yusef is dead and this guy's free, I actually think it's going to make his relationship with Marco he's worse because he, he loves Yusef, mm-hmm. and now he's going to look at Marco like you're the reason that Yusef's dead. So I think that's going to that might hurt. The but relationship. this is the finale. What do you guys think is going to happen? There's going to be something big. Yeah, it has to be a Jalsadal versus Kublai. I right? think Jalsadal is going to come and try and conquer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what do you think is going to happen? Um, I really worry that he'll I, succeed I, and I, kill I think, the Khan. No, I, think Kublai, I don't think, <laughs> oh think Kublai is going to go down. You don't think Kublai is going to go down? I, what if he, he gets can't be captured? Any worse than this he can't be. I, no, that's not going to happen. Kublai is not going to get captured. Okay. There, there's no way. After this episode, Kublai is not going to be any more worse than this episode. Okay, this who's going to die next episode? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know either. Yes, you do. I don't, I, 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 I don't even remember. <sighs> I don't know. I can't. I don't even know. I just think it's going to be awful. But it has to leave us with something. I mean, we know there is a season two. So mm-hmm. Marco's safe. That's like... <laughs> yes, right, so right, right. So he's safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think Blue Princess might get caught in some crossfire. Mm-hmm. Uh, either Chavi or Ahmed. the... No, Ahmed. Ahmed was his name? Ahmed. 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 Ahmed's going to get it. Maylin is going to break free and kill Ahmed on the way out. Mm. Ooh, nice. Okay, that's good. Okay. All right. Hey, well, thank you guys so much. Uh, that was episode nine. Next week, we have season finale of Marco, Marco season Polo. Finale. Uh, make sure you guys communicate with us during the week as well. Uh, we want to hear what you say. Make sure you subscribe, uh, download, listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. I'm your host. I'm Kimberly Crossman. You can find me at Kim Crossman. I'm Michael Andrew. You can find me at Michael underscore Drew, Michael E-A-L, and on Instagram, Michael Drew, straight across. <laughs> and I'm June Lee. You guys can find me at MS underscore June Lee and just MS June Lee at Instagram. Perfect. And we'll have Kitty Wilbert with us next Yay. week as well. We Yay. love you guys. So Thank you so much. Yay. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later.
The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.